guys. Big episode of the Nordies Podcast. We break down Super Wild Card Weekend. The Packers and Lions get big wins. And are the Vikings getting left behind in the NFC North? And what do the Timberwolves need to do to compete for a title? Here we go. Just a little, that was a Ric Flair. I like that. Dude's everywhere. He is everywhere. You notice that? He's too many places. <laughs> is he? he needs to be we're, we're seeing sitting him. down sometimes. While we're recording this, it's uh, just the beginning of the Eagles and the Bucks playoff game. And for some reason, Ric Flair is like Ric Flair's there? shooting the cannon Ric or something. Ric Flair's there. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. And he doesn't really have much to say. He doesn't, he just does like pieces of his old bits. You yeah. know, like what did he, what was his nature boy bits? I mean, besides like, but he was like, pimp. Cane, schwacking, Cadillac, <laughs> riding, <laughs> champagne sipping. <laughs> he does that. Yeah, yeah he was uh, smacking bitches with a pimp cane. I think his is whole really thing, his whole shtick was pretty much harassing women. Yeah, right. <laughs> was his whole shtick. But yeah, he's everywhere now, and he not is not like these new woke wrestlers. <laughs> he's the only. He's the only person on earth that makes me remind myself i should wear sunscreen yeah <laughs> <laughs> like every time i see his him, face is literally like, falling oh, off oh boy he is perma sunburned uh, he's like only sunburned at all times so he does have the complexion of gold finger or gold member <laughs> from austin powers with the pieces yes take it off <laughs> eating the skin pieces uh but we like yeah we like rick flair he's uh, we think he's maybe from minnesota i think, Do we he's, think from he's from edina from i think okay. he's from edina well we support him but for some reason, he's at the playoff Tampa Bay Bucks game. He's like, in we Florida. Would be like, we, would be, we would have brought back, like, you know, RIP. But in the past, like, mm. we had a big playoff game, and Bud Grant came out for the coin toss yep. with no jacket on. That was legendary. Legend. You know, we Just would try to bring they'd, – they'd be like – I think one time I was at a playoff game, and, like, Randy Moss was there. You know, like, you try to bring back, like, greats from your organization. Kirk Cousins without a shirt on. Yeah. Whatever our, you got. You just the, get – you roll out what you got. The Bucks were like – People like Ric Flair, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's already here. He's offering to do it. Yeah, this so. is. They're like, this is Florida. <laughs> Who knows? All right, guys. Well, uh, we're glad to be here. We are. It's going to be a great episode. And, and the Nordies, that was fun. Yeah, we had the Nordies go back and check those out. All of our award winners in sports and entertainment. Um, and then since you've been enjoying that so much and since you've been uh, enjoying the show, we need you guys to definitely make sure you give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram and, uh, also, you know, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordies podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Just like that. Just, just like it just that. pops up and you hit play. It's great. It is. It just pops up every week and you can look at, uh, all the interesting things we talk about, uh, when it gets dropped. I, I drop it every, every week, uh. Every day that we sent, put one out at five o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, so even if you're early rising, yeah. Which, judging by us and our listeners, probably not so much. But yeah, you never know. So if if five isn't early enough for you guys, let me know and I will move it even <laughs> earlier. But I feel like that's a good time. All right, so here we go. We have to dive directly into something I don't want to talk about, and that's that the Packers are back. Yeah, man. What the fuck? I thought that we were kind of at least like commiserating with them. Like, well, at least they suck too. 
No, they're no, back. They're, they're full good. On Everybody's back. good but us. They're back. They still have a good young coach. They have the youngest roster in the league. The idiot Jets, who, who I have no sympathy for the Jets. Oh no no no. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read to you uh, a tweet that I saw, and I thought that this was, um, this is like the worst thing I've ever heard. It's from uh, at Hawk. If Hawk's a bad person, I'm sorry, everyone. Um, Andrew Hawkins is his name. It was reposted by um, Sam Munson from PFF, and I saw this. It's Packer fans, you know, take your victory lap here. Um, Vikings fans, this is why I don't want to just keep running it back with quarterbacks we pick up as free agents. Green Bay Packers foolproof formula. Let quarterback win you a Super Bowl. Then draft a quarterback late in the first round right before a decline of your current Hall of Fame quarterback. Let that fuel your aging Hall of Fame quarterback into an uptick in performance, simultaneously making them trade bait. (laughs) Let young quarterbacks slowly steal Hall of Famer quarterbacks' talent like the Monstars in Space Jam, then trick the New York Jets into stupid (laughs) trade for aging Hall of Fame quarterback, hand keys to young, new, future Hall of Fame quarterback, and repeat and repeat and here they go and they I just don't keep I mean, on doing it they are uh, this isn't their year to win the super bowl no no it's not their year to win the super bowl but it's just like it seems they to be seem they set. have the potential to they're do set that, yeah. they're they're gonna be good now for for the rest of my life right it's they just, were only bad for ends. like a like a year and a half they weren't even really bad they yeah. were average they right. were like we're gonna be average and kick someone's ass in a playoff series right after like i mean this is it just sucks and that was the biggest shocker wouldn't you say of the first round by, by a lot yeah I, I truly i mean the, the cowboys at home on the year were eight no at home okay they had averaged over 37 points a game they had averaged giving up 17 points a game and they had averaged winning um their games you know by over 20 points for the for the entire season eight no 20 points they got absolutely smoked and humiliated just like they do every single year <laughs> right yeah, that's and, that's a team where the season. Don't look at the season. Look at the pla- past playoff performances. And so, as as funny as that feels um, to to talk about, and we all and you know, sure, everyone likes to laugh at the Cowboys, but to me, the worst thing is is that I'm. You guys are like, man, all you did this week is looked at football Twitter, but. <laughs> I got, oh, one you more. Another one. I got one more different for you guys. guys. This is Dustin. Is Baker. he all right? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Dust Dust Baker. He is uh, one of the best follows for Minnesota Vikings. So if you are on Twitter and you love Vikings football, Dust Baker is a must follow. Okay, seems like a class dude. Talks about his kids a lot. Not posting crazy shit. That's good. Um, he has win and win loss record and NFL rank since the Cowboys dynasty ended with their last Super Bowl in 1996. Okay. So I know everyone could say, oh, they're not the same. The Cowboys have won five Super Bowls. The Vikings have won zero. But since 1996, the Vikings and the Cowboys have been the exact same team. The regular season record, the Vikings 243 wins, the Cowboys 244. The Vikings 206 losses, the Cowboys 207. The Vikings two ties, the Cowboys zero ties. That would put them both at .541 winning percentage, oh which God. is tied for the 10th best in the NFL. It, you know what? It feels like we're 10th best all the, the time. The exact same record for the two teams, I, other than we have two ties. We have one less win and one less loss. We have two ties. I was at both ties. They were both at Lambeau Field. That's disgusting. You should really take a look at yourself yes. on that one. So 
Then in the playoffs, both teams have been to the playoffs 13 times with no Super Bowls. Um, and we actually have been better in the playoffs. We're 8-13. and 13. They're 5-13. and 13. We're 24th in playoff winning percentage in, since 1996, and they're 28th. Oh, man. So we have been the exact same team as Dallas. So as funny as it might feel for us. They always lose. Look at that. They are Uh, just the same team we are. Always. (laughs) It's just that we're not America's team, so we don't get made fun of. We're we're, we're the Cowboys on national television less is what we are. (laughs) And we don't, you know, like we have Ziggy Wolf, who's like not in the spotlight, and they have Jerry Jones, who's always in the spotlight. But yeah, who thinks the spotlight was made for him, even though nobody cares about owners? The same exact team as them. And that's sad, man. That's really sad. Um, But here we go again. I mean, now it's only going to get tougher for us because I guess Detroit and the Packers are good, and. And, and then the Bears, the Bears have are two top they're 10 set picks. up. I mean, yeah. yeah. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But the Lions did win their first playoff game in over 30 years. Okay. So when I'm watching this game and mm-hmm. they're playing, what, the LA Chargers? The LA Rams. The Rams. I'm like, dude, I don't really care about the Rams. It's kind of cute that <laughs> that uh, Detroit might win a game here. And what do you? what did you say to that? I said, Fuck Screw that! Yeah. Shit. I said I, they just won the national championship. The Michigan yeah, Wolverines I didn't think did. about that when I was kind of. I they, the Pistons won a bunch of titles. I don't feel bad for Michigan at all. And and the thing is, is like we only have three division rivals. So all these people in Minnesota cheering for the Lions, we have three rivals. Them being c- completely and totally inept for like thirty plus years doesn't mean that I should not think of them as a rival. Yeah. Because their poorly run is not an excuse to to suddenly <laughs> think they're acceptable. You get three rivals, they're one of our rivals. We're rivals in every sport. And in most sports they kick our ass. Yeah. You know? And it is much better for them to stay down. Yeah. Stay I don't down. need them to win it games. always it is nice always having the Patsy in your division. It's gonna be where us. it's like, well, we might finish third this year. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it, it might be us here, and so to me, I don't need their rise. I'm cheering against the Bears, the Lions, and the Packers every year forever, and uh, you know, I'm my hatred doesn't extend to like players or having ill will. But did these you? People. But you cheered for Michigan. In that's different though, NCAA. <laughs> yeah, it's different though. I get that. I guess but there, it is. That's kind of like you want Big Ten to represent in general. I it's mean, like nobody cares like NFC North represent. Like we don't. We I don't guess, cheer for I, I other... guess the only, I mean, now but we both agreed. We actually were here yeah. last week watching that game. We were, we were. And here's the thing. Both those teams are now big 10 teams. Right. But, but I guess my thought was every, just, isn't every team a big 10 team? I now? want JJ McCarthy is one of my options at quarterback. So I was just hoping he played well. Yeah, and right. I was really hoping that it went well for him and that we could bring him in. He did. Uh, he did declare for the did, draft, yes. by the way. Yep. Um, but we'll get back to some Lions Packers stuff. Um, other things that happened this week, the Bills and the Chiefs both had wintry wins. Yeah. The Chiefs won against a much too cold Dolphins team who looked like they were not up for the cold or the fight. It looked pretty miserable there. Yeah, it was really cold. It was the fourth coldest game in NFL history. The third coldest game in NFL history. Um, I actually attended. It was the playoff game where Blair Walsh missed. Oh, gee, yep. We played at U.S. Bank Stadium. No, no, um, Huntington Bank Stadium. Well, it was U.S. Bank Stadium. No, it, used to no, it was TCF TCF, Bank, TCF. It? Yep. Yeah, at TCF. And, uh, yeah, I was there. It was the third coldest game. This was the fourth coldest game. So There you go. In your face, Kansas City. One up on them. Um, I didn't even go outside at all, so I can't imagine going out and try oh, to cheer. 
Then the Bills game um, controversy ensued uh, when there was a horrible snowstorm that dumped over a foot of snow, had 65 mile an hour wind gusts. And everybody in the country was like, they should be playing. (laughs) This is stupid. How are we not playing a football game? I am glad. Sometimes common sense takes over. This was dangerous. They had a travel ban for people. You weren't allowed to travel unless you absolutely had to after 9 o'clock at night because it was so dangerous out with the cold, the wind, and the snow. That if you got trapped, you, you'd probably die. You would probably die. And so this was unsafe. People yeah. were not going to be able to go. And plus, it's people from out of town, and they don't know how to drive in that stuff. Did you see the the people um, walking into the stadium today? And no. there was like the entire, you couldn't see the, the seats in some parts of the stadium. <laughs> so they had to shovel it or what? People were like walk trudging through oh, feet what? of snow to get to their seat. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't even get the whole stadium done. This was yeah. a disaster. Yeah. Um, it does make me realize that Buffalo was probably a much worse place to live than Minnesota. I mean, I, the weather there is is almost as bad, maybe not as cold overall, but it's also Buffalo. I think that um, climate change, like, I'm not here to sit around and debate climate change on our podcast, but I think pretty obviously climate change has affected that part of the country yeah. when it comes to the winter. A lot. It feels like they get hit with momentous storms like multiple times a year now. They might need to put a fucking roof on their stadium. I think so. I, I think they're know. building a new stadium I right now so. that's outdoor. Okay. Smart. Oh, Jesus. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> More of this. But but uh, this game, everyone was like, this game should be played. Because I think that people have nostalgia for snow football. Because when you're a kid, you go out and play tackle football with your friends when you're in like second grade and you're running into snow banks and like you make weird areas the end zone you have to jump into the snow and you're tackling your buddies and whitewashing each other you know the whole thing so i think people <laughs> Sounds like you definitely did that yeah i, I think, think you just went somewhere no but i think like people have back. like nostalgia for snow football or maybe it's yeah. like on holidays you and your family go out and play in the snow you know what and i mean it does feel like you know a game like around christmas they're yeah. playing and you know I, the snow's coming down, and they have to plow off just the lines is fun. There's little things about it, I think, that I people think get people a kick out of. I think people like that, but I also think that it turns into a level where it's the game can't be played the way it's the way it's supposed yeah. to be. And so, to me, like when it's like, I... Oh, it's all about the run game and stuff. It's like, well, okay. All but... season long, it's about <laughs> passing and pass defense yeah, right. and pass rush, and now we have to play like it's like fourth grade football. Yeah. Like, that's not cool to me, so... I'm glad that they waited a day. They ended up being able to score points and throw the ball and actually play the game, which is cool. Good. But it was... And they won. Yeah, the Bills dominated. So um, Now you get your yearly Patrick Mahomes-Josh Allen playoff game. Okay. Is that coming up? It's next week. Love it. That's, That's always great. exciting. It's always fun. That's always exciting. And Mahomes has completely owned that, um, but it's going to be in Buffalo this year. Um, I think the last time that they played in the playoffs, it was the game where... They were going back and forth, and then I think Mahomes scored, the, tied the game with 13 seconds. They had 13 seconds to get into field goal range, and he did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they won in overtime. That so, was awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is a great rivalry. They're, in my opinion, they're the two best quarterbacks in football. I know people have really been on Allen for his turnovers, but he's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to lead them through another, uh, another nice playoff run here. So, And then... Also, you had uh, hope for all of those people who want the Vikings to draft a quarterback, trade up and draft a quarterback. 
the Texans, who have had the worst record in the league over the past five years, I believe, um, drafted C.J. Stroud, and he is the truth. Yeah. He is absolutely unreal. He's having one of the best rookie seasons of all time, and he dominated the Browns. I thought the Browns were going to win that game. Yeah. And C.J. Stroud just along with Jordan Love, those two are having the best week of anybody Fuck. because they've elevated themselves up into being the next generation of, of big-time quarterbacks, it looks like. And we're going to see if guys like Hertz are taking a step back. Yeah, I don't know. So it is interesting with like where the game is going with some of these quarterbacks. Um, it's got to make Panthers fans feel like trash. They yeah. traded everything to get Bryce Young. And he doesn't look good at all. And now they have the first pick, but it's going to the Bears. And oh the guy they drafted him over. That's a Stroud. really pathetic franchise. Yeah. That's really bad. Wait, the, the, did you see their owner throw the drink at the person? Yeah. What the fuck? Did he get in trouble for that? Whatever. He probably did secretly get in yeah. trouble. I'm sure he got fined by like the other 31 Like, owners. dude, you're already a billionaire. Yeah. Come and on. you're going to throw like ice and drink on a fucking fan because yeah. they're heckling you? Yeah. Mm. Um, and then also... Um, yeah, Stroud. He wins a playoff game. Uh, they get to to go play Lamar and, and the, the Ravens in the next round. But okay. the, the future is very bright for Houston this year. Yeah. Very bright. Fuck that. Fuck them. I'm bitter. I just want winning here. But but the problem is, is like we can't have that because our <laughs> fan base is like, Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs, like <laughs> Dobbs Sanity, Dobbs, Case Keenum. That's our problem. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we, we never want to be bad. We want to go for it at all times. And we always, and we're imagine, really deluded. We always imagine that we are a football movie. Well, Case Keenum, the other day, he didn't think he was even going to be in the NFL. He was yeah. talking we to his father-in-law like about, about, being a part of his Car real estate business <laughs> yeah, right. and oh now he's gonna start and he's gonna be the legendary hall of fame quarterback that wins the super bowl you have to draft a quarterback in the nfl or you have to hit the lottery yeah and sometimes when you draft a quarterback you hit the lottery but like you just you have to try and we never do like i was making a list of the quarterbacks that we've drafted oh um because that's the kind of disgusting things that I do with my free time. Okay. Yeah, just to punish yourself. Yeah. So, in the history of the Vikings, we have drafted 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27 quarterbacks. Okay. Since 1961. Okay. Um, that's not that many. Considering we've been a franchise for over 60 years, we have drafted that few. We've drafted less than one every other year. Okay. Most of them have been a disaster. I mean, before recently, the draft used to be longer. Um, in 1961, when we started, there was 20 rounds of the draft. So we took quite a few of those guys um, after the seventh round, which is currently how long the draft are. Okay. But the only guys that made any difference in our in the history of the Vikings um, were Brad Johnson, mm. who won a Super Bowl eventually with uh, a different team. Um, we drafted Fran Tarkington in 1961 in the third round. Okay. That was our first year well. ever. It was the third pick we ever made, and he was a Hall of Famer. Uh, Dante Culpepper was a good pick. 
Tommy Kramer was a good pick. Um, Gus Farratt. We also no, we didn't draft him. Uh, we drafted Christian Ponder, Teddy Bridgewater. No, no. I mean, those are some of the best names we've drafted. Right. But so, the, ultimately, you look back, and those were wasted years. They, they were. weren't the guy, so we so, wasted time on them. Since 1961, so we nailed it with Tarkenton with a third-round pick. But top three-round picks that the Vikings have ever drafted. So um, we had Tarkington in 1961 in the third round. Kellen Mond in 2021 in the third round. Disaster. Mm-hmm. In the second round, all-time, we took a guy named Kappelman in 1970. And we took Tavares Jackson in the second round of 2006. Dude, I was psyched on G-Jack. I thought he was going to be the future. So two in the third, two in the second. And then in the first round in the history of our team in over 60 years, we average about one first round quarterback every 16 years on average because we've done it four times. Teddy Bridgewater, 32nd overall in 2014. Mm -hmm. Tommy Kramer, 27th overall in 1977, who was a good quarterback. Christian Ponder, 12th overall in 2011. We know how that turned out. And Dante Culpepper, 11th overall in 1999. That's it. I don't know. We've taken eight quarterbacks. And it's not like we've had like. In the top three we rounds. We haven't had to because we've had like somebody that, you know, came to us in their fourth year and they stuck with us for 15 years and they were awesome. It's never happened. That didn't happen at it's all. Never we were happened. literally always looking for a QB. We're too. always looking for a QB and we are. Never drafting them. We've drafted eight quarterbacks in 62 years of the draft in the top three rounds. What? Yeah. That's like one every eight years in the top three rounds. That's absurd. That is why we haven't won a Super Bowl. And Mm -hmm. that's why fans here, like, I'm sorry, but Vikings fans, I used to think Vikings fans were really intelligent fans. But now I think, I think they we're know just the game idiots. well, but we're very deluded. We're just stupid. We always imagine, oh man, we're gonna find Josh Dobbs, diamond in the rough, and he's gonna lead us to the Super Bowl. It's like we imagine we live in a fairy tale in Minnesota, <laughs> and <laughs> like we we assume that everyone else in the league is so stupid that we're gonna just find this misfit toy quarterback, and then he's gonna lead us to the Super Bowl, and they're gonna make a movie about it. But it's like we just never tried the the thing that actually finds you a quarterback, and that's just draft one high does. in the draft. Yeah. We've never drafted one in the top 10 ever. And this has to be the year that it happens. Has to be. Now, the other thing I would say is that the Vikings have to look around and they have to be realistic. The NFC North is on the rise. Yeah. The Lions are going up. They have a bunch of cap space. They won the division. They won a playoff game. They were one of the best teams in the league and they have a bunch of cap space and they have um, a new coach that everybody's fired up more, behind. More and... top 100 picks than the Vikings do. Okay. okay. I think they have uh, four top 100 picks, um, including the Vikings' third round pick this year. Got it. Them. Okay. Uh, the Packers won a playoff game. They got a big young quarterback again. Who they're going to have to pay. Yeah, but they but have. They, they, they will. And... They have five top 100 picks oh. this year's draft. Okay. A bunch of draft picks. And they have the youngest team in the league. Fuck. They're on the way up. The Bears, who ended the season in a better place than the Vikings, even though we somehow finished ahead of them still, they have only uh, three picks in the top 100, but they have the first pick in the draft, they have the ninth pick in the draft, and they are going to be able to trade Justin Fields for another good pick. And you think they'll do that? Yes. Okay. And then that brings us to the Vikings, who only have two top 100 picks, which is worst. We have Mm. the second worst cap situation in the division, 
and we have uncertainty everywhere. Kirk Cousins, 36 years old, needs a new contract. He's a free agent uh, as soon as the league year starts. He's going to have to get huge money, and he can't be the guy. He's coming off an Achilles injury. Darisaw, our left tackle, needs to be re-signed. He's going to get huge money. Jefferson, trying to become the highest-paid non-quarterback ever, needs to be signed now. Yeah. Um, Hunter is going to be a free agent if we don't re-sign him. Like, this team has holes everywhere. We don't have money, and we have to sign everybody that's big on this team at the same time. This has to be look in the mirror wait a minute this is this is going from the worst season of all time to the worst off season of all time i don't think it i don't think it has to be the worst off season i actually think it could be a good off season but really? it's just they have to make the move to hit the reset button a bit here and we never have done that yeah we never have like in our lifetime we've never intentionally been worse we've been trying every year for 25 well, yeah, straight years yeah as we talked about earlier, they're the 10th best team in the league over the past 25 years. You know, they've this time they've got to. I would much rather have been the 25th team and have a Super Bowl in that span. Me too. But even, even if now, it meant they have years to, of. They have to look in the mirror now and they have to think, okay, we re sign Cousins. We bring the whole band back again. What do you get? What do we do? What happens? Yeah. Like, are we better? than the other teams that we weren't better than this year is cousins. Everyone's going to be like, well, cousins was on an MVP pace. Yeah. And then he turned 36 and tore his Achilles. Right. This is not going to be the same guy. He's not going to come back and just be MVP level Kirk cousins automatically. They've got to. And I think that my, my other place to go here is that it, they should trade Justin Jefferson. So you are ready for that. I'm ready for it. And, and uh, that would be such a shame. Here's my, my, uh, my, my, you know why I think they should go that way as well. Wide receivers that are out of the playoffs. All right, out of the playoffs receivers. Tyreek Hill, out of the playoffs already. Yeah. Justin Jefferson didn't make the playoffs. C.D. Lamb out of the playoffs. Mm. Devonte Adams didn't even make the playoffs. Jamar Chase didn't even make the playoffs. Keenan Allen didn't make the playoffs. Um, D.J. Moore didn't why make the playoffs. Why do you gotta playoffs. have fucking facts behind all your shit? Uh. AJ Brown is going to be out of the playoffs as soon as this game's over, and he didn't even play, and he already deleted all of the stuff on social media. Stefan Diggs couldn't, will be out for sure from the Bills in the offseason. Yeah. It's over with him. Um, and then he's doing his thing where he's blaming everybody else. The, the guys who are left are um, not first round pick guy, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, Brandon Ayuk, who wasn't a first round pick, uh, Debo Samuel, Zay Flowers. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, um, uh, Nico Collins, and Rasheed Rice. Those are the big receivers. Names that I hardly even know. Those are the big receivers left in the playoffs. Okay, so you're saying receivers don't matter that much? Kind of thinking that the receivers don't (laughs) matter that much. Kind of feeling like spending a bunch of money on a receiver is like fun for fantasy football, but like might not be that fun. But here's the thing: it would sell more tickets, and and it would sell more merch, and Mm -hmm. the Vikings are. I think first and foremost, I mean, they all are a business, but I feel like the Vikings always make their decisions based on on making overall the most money. I think that, overall, I think that they should trade Jefferson right now for yeah. two first round picks, and then they should take those two first round picks plus another first round pick plus their first round pick, and then whatever else we have to throw in. And I'd call the Bears at number one. I'd say Bears, 
how does four first round picks plus more sound? Yeah. And if the Bears are like, hell no, we're not trading in our division because we're rivals. <laughs> They'd be uh, like, oh, smart. I'd say, okay. And then I'd call the the uh, commanders. And I'd say, four firsts. You guys could really use those. And if they say no, then I call the Patriots. You know what I mean? Like, I am king's ransoming. We are godfather offer. We are saying we're all in to get one of these QBs. We're going to give a bunch of stuff. Justin Jefferson won't matter if we don't have a quarterback anyways. Let's go get our guy and try for the first time ever. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'm into it. I think it would be incredibly <laughs> exciting. I I know that that would be really unpopular with Vikings fans, but Vikings fans, we don't know what's good for us. We don't. We definitely we don't, know. don't know. We're like, oh, we've had the best receivers ever. We had Randy Moss and Chris Carter and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Rice and Anthony Carter long, and Sammy White of... and Percy Harvin and Nate Burleson and blah, 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 blah. We go on and on and on. We've had all the great receivers and we've never won a Super Bowl. We've never been to a Super Bowl in our lifetime. Wouldn't it be better to have all the best quarterbacks? Yeah. yeah. We've never done that. <laughs> really, We're really all nice. about being loaded. Yeah. It's really fun to have a good fantasy guy on your <laughs> team, but it would be really fun if we ever won a Super Bowl. And like, I think that, I think the, you know, the generation older than us needs to be on like, it's not happening in my life alert. Like right now, <laughs> I know. like big time, like, dude, I would be everyone really who, concerned if, if I was, you know, over 70 for sure. I, I think you're, if you just got to accept I'm it. sorry, but anyone who listens to the show, I'm assuming you're in some kind of age range around us. You know, I got to imagine, I know there's some younger people and some older our, people. Our demos trend towards but our demos are probably to yeah. 45 or yeah, whatever. You're probably in that range. Our parents ain't seen a Super Bowl win. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone, but they're not unless something changes. And so I'm just I'm I'm tired of the status quo. And if you are one of those Dobbs perverts out there who went nuts about Josh Dobbs for a couple of weeks, fuck you. Shame on you. Huh? Shame on you. That is not what this franchise needed. We needed to do the opposite. We needed to say, ain't our year, guys. Let's go get a quarterback. Let's support our team, though. Let's support our team. Was- Let's cheer them on as they tank. And instead, everybody in Minnesota was like, Fire Quasi, fire KOC. <laughs> if they would have just played Josh Dobbs. It's unacceptable. I heard people at the games being like, if Josh Dobbs got in right here, he'd probably run for a touchdown. I'm like, what did all the other franchises that he played for miss? Because he <laughs> right. played for the Lions. He, he's they, been everywhere. They're in the playoffs. He's not on their team. Yeah. <laughs> he played for the Steelers. They're in the playoffs. He's not on their team. The crappy Cardinals were like, get him off our team. He stinks. Yeah. <laughs> all right. How well, do you feel? I feel better. Okay. That was impressive. I mean, you got the emotion and the stats. What else could you possibly want? Well, Good what job, we buddy. have to do now is we have to talk about something that's more positive. Please. Okay. And that has to be the Minnesota Timberwolves. Hey! Who we're halfway through January, and they're still in first place. With a... We had a, a really tough schedule, mostly on the road. Tons yeah. of... All the teams are over 500. Yes, and I, I'm gonna, I promise you guys, we've been hard on the Wolves, especially me, but I promise this will be a positive Wolves segment. But They just beat the Clippers. How could you not be thrilled with them, dude? That was a huge, I'm gonna, huge win at home. I think when I realized that, that the Wolves are good is actually when I was mad at the Wolves last week. Yep. That was actually a positive moment for when me. When we just bitched about all, picked every little we, thing apart. We, we, no, but when we played the Celtics yeah. at Boston... And we were we should have lost. It was the second day of a back to back in Boston. That should be an automatic loss for everyone in the league. Everybody would and, expect and to I lose was, that game. I was fine losing that game until the end of the game, 
when we were winning and we blew the game. It and, was, and we were up by nine with three minutes left. So yeah. there's plenty of time for a lot of things to happen there. But, but, but my point isn't that we should be like that. I'm mad at them, yep. you know, or that things are, are horrible, but it made me realize that my expectations were now high, that when they were playing the best, I expected to win. Yeah. And I've never felt that way about this team ever. I was mad that they didn't win in Boston on the second night of a back-to-back <laughs> right. without Rudy Gobert. And they, they actually had to fly in late, and they got in the in the afternoon at like 2 or 3 o'clock and then just went right to the arena. Like, I they thought, had every reason. Yeah, Gobert wasn't playing. I thought to myself. So I, but still, you're like, I said, and then they almost won. They should have right, won yeah. the game. They should have yeah. won. They almost won. They played their asses off. And in the end, their mistakes lost them the game. And I felt, I felt annoyed with the team that they let that one slip away. Mm-hmm. Man, I've never felt that way with the Timberwolves ever. I said I'm ready for the high expectations. Yeah, I'm ready. The expectations you are, should be that we should be able to compete every night with any team in the league. And, and you're I think lose. that that's true. I think that that we can, and and that is a good expectation. Um, I was just wondering, do we just take one year where we're just happy that they're playing well? No, <laughs> I mean. It, the windows are right, too short. The, you're right. The windows, and then, and then that's kind of where I came around to. I'm like. No, because if they don't take advantage of it this year and push and at least set themselves up for next year, in three years, this could all be gone. We're on the clock with Ant right now. Yes. We're on the clock with Ant. It's it's like Ant is – he isn't saying it because he's been nothing but a, a good player and a good teammate and stuff. Yep. But, like, you're on the clock. He This is prove it. This is at like, least his shoes are selling well. Are they? Yes. This is Giannis in – in Milwaukee territory. You got one of the big stars. You got one of the most marketable marketable players in the league. You can keep them if you show them that they have to be there. And he won a championship there. Uh Uh-huh. He won a title there. And and now they brought Damon for him. Mm -hmm. Like, they've made moves to show him over and over and over that they're a serious franchise and that they're surrounding with talent. They're keeping him in the conversation for MVPs, for sponsorship deals, and for titles. And if you can do that, then you can keep big stars. But the Wolves are on the clock. I would say three years is the max amount of time before we have to have a reconcile with Cat or with Ant. With Ant. If yeah, yep. And, and it's kind of like you've got to show Ant. You don't have to win a title in three years, but you got to show Ant you can. Mm-hmm. You got to show Ant like being here is your best chance to win a title. Yep. And and to be the number one guy on a team, like. And if he's the number one guy and he shows up in these playoffs yeah. and plays well and we lose, then we talk to him and say, what do we need? And we yep. get him those players yes. in the offseason. That's what's going to happen. And you cannot be precious about some of these guys. None. You can't be too fragile either because if you're going to be this you know, winning team, you have to have the confidence that, hey, your core group is good. We have confidence as an organization. If we lose one piece and replace it with another piece, that doesn't mean everything's going to fall apart. Um, you know, the, the culture has to be bigger than just the mesh of the exact roster. I think that at this point, and I, I, my, my mind has changed a little bit. Um, I think that the core, and I think this is going to be a surprising answer to you, and it's not all our, our Timberwolves preference, I, I don't think. But okay. I think that the core right now is number one, Ant, with a bullet. Mm-hmm. Number two, I think is a surprising answer. I think it's Rudy. And it's Rudy's not because clutch. I think that they think Rudy is the second most important player, but I think Rudy's really like pretty untradeable yeah with his and age and the money that they owe him so i think he just is he just is in the corner he because just i don't think they cannot and he, it's between two and three anyways for him so then we'll put cat no, I, I think assume. it's i think it's probably Jaden. 
Really? I do. With how uh, he's had a really tough year. I would have said Jaden was two with better, a bullet. I know. Before and now I'm I'm a little concerned. We had a, I mean one of our headlines last week was Jaden. We have a Jaden. He had a really nice game against the Clippers. So I'm like, okay. I think but. I think Cat is is our second best player and close to our first best player. I think that night in and night out, he's. I mean, well, it's close. I think he's probably our second Consistently, best. Consistently, but he's I think. Just, yeah. But I think that. I think that uh, he will be the fall guy if it goes poorly in the playoffs. Okay. I think I think that if if it goes poorly in the playoffs, it's because he fell probably. <laughs> he'll be, when he he'll, plays he'll well, we guy, win. He'll be the guy though that gets moved if yeah if it doesn't if we get knocked out in the first round or like blown out in the second round yep. even. I think he's going to be the guy who goes down for it. I could see that. And then they're going to be like, Aunt, who do you want? What do you? Who should we go get?" And right. like that's going to be the game they have to play. So I think this team, I think that they're really good. I think that they could lose in the championship to the Celtics. That's where and you're I, at. I mean that with, I, I say that with pride. Yeah. Like that would be an honor. <laughs> oh, I would, I'd get swept. I yeah. don't care. I would be, <laughs> right. I would, I would cheer them on getting swept in the finals. I don't care. I think they're that level of good though. Yeah. They're, and I don't think we, I don't think we'd get swept. I mean, we've already we beat Boston once. We went to overtime with them and, twice. And when yeah, right. And we're one and one. Yeah. Um yeah, but I mean, even if we did, right? Like if if we made it there and <gasps> the and Boston is not the same team in the playoffs as they are in the regular season whereas we might be. Yeah. Right? Um and so yeah, we we could get swept. I it would I be my be sad, fucking though. honor cuz that means we beat the Nuggets <laughs> at one point, which would be extremely fun. Yeah. I I just think that like this team should go for it here i really do i think that i know they're they're all in with their stuff they have ant on a max Jaden's locked up to a big deal uh gobert's, Nas is, is gobert's lock up. up locked up to a max towns is on a max yeah gobert or i'm sorry uh, Nas is on a big contract for the next three years this team is locked in okay no one's going anywhere yeah the only guy who can go anywhere is mike Connolly. He's a free agent at the end of the year. There's no chance in hell they are going to re-sign him at the money he's at. He's going to have to sign for nothing to yep. come back. He's the piece that's going to have and to And I go. don't think he 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 will choose that. No. I think that he's not even fully committed to living here or anything. So I think I think that he's the guy who is the most likely to go because I think you could trade him for something pretty good right now on, to a bad team. He's an expiring $24 million contract. Yeah. Attach him to a second-round pick and a – and a young player that doesn't really play for us right now. Mm-hmm. And I think you could go get something. So the the thing I want to look at at the deadline, the, the player I want to bring in is Apple Valley's own <laughs> former Timberwolf, Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones, Tyus, who's been a respectable starter in the league. Tyus is shooting 42% from three. Yep. He's averaging 12 points a game. And he has the best assist-to-turnover ratio for the second year running in the league. The dude fixes our woes and that yeah. if he has the ball in his hand he we're not turning it over yeah i would i think i would go for tyus jones and then i would try to bring in some veteran guys who get cut after the deadline okay so that happens every year you know like guys who you're kind of like oh i didn't realize that guy was still in the league yeah. he's pretty decent you yeah. know like it's going to be some of those where teams are just cutting guys late in the year bringing a couple of those guys to to sure up the bench and i think the wolves are legit yeah so you think you would do that anytime you would do that anytime even though conley keeps i don't the team, think that these teams will he's, he sometimes seems to be the voice of maturity 
Yeah. In the, in the, and I just... So if you replace him, you're going to have to, like you said, bring in some veteran people that have done it before. So when you think about it like this, in the NBA, you can go over the, the cap for two, two different ways, okay? So two things have to happen. One, you have to pay the luxury tax, which the further you are over the cap and the longer you're over the cap, the more you pay. Yep. The Wolves are way As a percentage. Yep. Wolves have never paid more than they're paying right now. They're going to be paying like crazy over the next couple of years. So that means they have to be all in right now. Okay. Because they are never going to be more expensive to to run than they are like right now. All right. So if, if money has anything to do with it, now would be the time. Also, like I can imagine us making a move like we made to get Mike Connolly in the first place. So Mike Connolly came in because, one, he was a vet who had a bunch of experience. Two, he had experience with Rudy, who was really struggling on the team at that time. Yep. But three, because um, we traded uh, uh, D'Lo for him. Thank right? God. D'Lo was in the final year of his contract, making 30-ish million a year. And Connolly had two years left in his deal, making $24 million. So all it allowed us to do was to stay over the cap because we got an extra year of a player. So I can imagine us trading Mike Connolly now for guys who have two years left on their deal or three years left on their deal so we can continue to be over the cap. Because you can't go assign an expensive free agent to fill that space over the cap. But you but can if maintain it. But, if you're, but you can maintain being where you are. Okay. And so I think that like moving Connolly right now makes the most sense because you could maintain having this really expensive roster that's way over the salary cap if you do that. Okay. And so to me... It's not that I don't like Mike Conley or I don't think I I don't see the value in it. Or him. that being first in the West isn't good enough. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, I just think I think that like they have to think about it like that. And how can they maintain this? Because otherwise you're gonna lose Mike Connolly for free in the offseason and right. you're not gonna be able to replace him with anything close to him. Yep, yep. No, I get it. And they should be looking at the next three years, like we yeah. said. This is the window. Let's give yep, let's give each of those three years respect and a, and a good you know, chance. So, yeah, that's the one guy who I think that we're going to go for, Tyus Jones. I don't think that we can make it happen with Chris Paul, but I would kick the tires on Chris Paul, too. Yeah. I would. I would. Similar guy. Similar yeah. similar player to Conley. To Conley. Really. Yeah. I think he's just like a better A little Conley. bit better. A little more of like a floor general than Conley. I think like he could probably run the show a little bit better. Yeah. It's obviously not going to I well. like him. Everybody hates him. I've always liked him, and I like his, his game. I like his passion. I think Chris Paul is the number five guy on your team and with Nas right. Reed he's probably our number six guy I think you're probably he's probably in the right perfect where, spot yeah that right. would be perfect for him and and by the way yeah his problems have come up when it's like yeah he's the number two guy in this team it's like well he's not really a scorer like that before he got traded to Golden State the team that was li- heavily linked to trade for him mm-hmm. was the Timberwolves okay heavily linked like the I, I do were, remember the, talk, the Wolves yeah. were really pushing and we were like what the hell Chris Paul, I was I, I no, was I was that. into it. I wasn't. I was saying that, so I will admit, guys, I was wrong. I want Chris Paul now. So you, you go Chris Paul one, Tyus Jones two. For who's available? I would. I think I'd rather have Tyus. He's twenty seven. I love the hometown kid angle. <laughs> would I you do. stop? Let go of that. I like it. That's not important. I I it, I don't know. <laughs> it I, does something to you. For me, I'm. It's exciting. I thought that. We'd we'd be delusional, and this isn't a movie, and you just gotta go with the hot hand. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think, the hometown I think, kid makes good and brings our first. I guess, I guess, I also say Tyus because I think I've watched Chris Paul break down in the playoffs so many times. <laughs> yeah. Like every year in the playoffs, it's like Chris Paul. He looks really good. Oh no, his hamstring. <laughs> yeah. It's like how many seasons has that happened? 
Game seven, Chris Paul. Oh, he hurt his knee. He's out. He's out. And they lose. You know, like <laughs> yeah. he's he's been that guy his whole career. He like battles all season. He's like amazing player all year. And then he gets to the playoffs, his body breaks down. Yeah. Especially his age, that's really happened. So Yeah, I mean, and what? So Tyus is over in Washington. He's in Washington. They're already on absolutely <laughs> You know, they're ready we thought the Blazers were bad. Yeah. They're just as bad. Yeah, they're horrible. I mean, they're like them and the Pistons are like making weird trades with each other to like free up cap space and stuff <laughs> yeah, right now. Right. So to me, I think that that's a place I would be. That I mean, that, that would right. be exciting. And I, although as a chemistry piece, he seems important. May, I don't think we should be too worried about that. You know, we thought that. Everybody thought that the Gobert trade was the worst thing that ever happened. Mm-hmm. We it was supposed to be one of the worst trades of all time in any sport. And now people, what can you possibly say? We won the trade. I don't know. I, I think don't it know. Out. If, I don't know if we won the trade, but I don't think we lost the trade. If yeah. that makes sense. Like, well, I mean, I think it's a pretty. It, it probably is a trade that both teams would do again. Which is crazy, even mm-hmm. to say that now. I, because it, it is crazy. Like, how can we just get out of this? And now we don't really want to. Um, and the weirdest thing is that we spent a lot of time, and I know a lot of people talked about this, like there was two big trades that Utah made, right? They had Gobert and they had, um, well, they traded us Conley in a separate trade. Yeah. But they also had... Uh, Kessler? Right? No, no. What's the the wing? Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had Donovan Mitchell and as well. he went to the Cavs. He went to the Cavs in another well. big haul. But now it's not going well this year. It went really well year one. They were like a top two seed or something. Okay. And now this year they're not very good. And it's not going well. And oh, he okay. wants out already. And he's he's like not available, but he's available. Yeah. Right now. Like they're saying, no way, we wouldn't trade him. But it's just like if you asked his people, <laughs> they'd be like, No, I'm available. It's probably gonna happen. <laughs> and so I think like at this point, I, I think I spent last year feeling really bad for myself that we traded for the wrong guy. And now I'm like, no, no, somehow, some way it, it, it worked seems out. to be working out. And Connolly, Tim Connolly, uh, yep. has done a real good job piecing this team together. The only thing I think he missed on um, so far, which has been really nothing, is uh, Shake Milton. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> that, he stinks, dude. He stinks. He's, he's bad. Like, he can't play. But other than that, I think he's been lights out yeah. with pretty much every move that he's yeah. made. I don't think we spent a lot on Shake. No, good old Shake. No, so. he was a, like a one-year deal, yeah. but... He stinks. That's a place that we we have suffered. Like that that backup guard position yeah. is not it's a down going well for for us at all. But um, all right, we can move on. Um, but what yeah. else? What, what do you got left, man? I mean, Last thing, uh, I have a tiny piece of news and then a question that we're gonna have to go over here. Um, t- uh, Joe Mauer. Okay. It looks like he's gonna make the Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility. That's. Ex- that's really exciting. That's great. I mean, good for him. I love this. There's a hometown guy for you, There right? it is. Hometown guy. That was fun. Um, if you remember, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this. Mm. He got drafted number one. Um, I think Carrie Wood. I might be getting this wrong. It's okay. someone like that. Carrie Underwood? No, I think it's okay. Carrie. But like, he was the number one pick in the draft. Joe Maurer was. And everyone was like, what a bad pick. But we, they thought we got him because he was going to be easier to sign because he was the hometown kid, and might be true. He ended up ended up being the right choice. It was the two thousand one draft, and oh, I was wrong. I had the right team, but the wrong guy. Uh, Joe Maurer was the first pick. 
the big guy in that draft was University of Southern California, USC's uh, pitcher, Mark Pryor. Okay. Was the big, like, superstar guy in the draft. And we took Joe Maurer, who was Creighton Durham Hall High School. He was the Gatorade Player of the Year in baseball. He was the Gatorade Player of the Year in football as well for the country for both of these sports. Okay. He's the number one number one football player in the country or number one quarterback. At the time, Florida State was the biggest program in the country. He had committed to Florida State to be their quarterback. He Crazy. was getting offers for basketball, D1 offers for basketball, <laughs> and he ended up going number one in the baseball draft. Jesus. So everyone was upset that we didn't take Mark Pryor. We should have taken Mark Pryor. He was the big player. Mark Pryor is not going to the Hall of Fame. Joe Maurer. He's going to be a be. Hall of Famer. First ballot. First ballot. Hall, yeah. So first be. year of eligibility, and he's he's leading in votes. I think he's second. Second. But yeah, he's he's well. He was like ten percent over the threshold to get in. It looked like. Okay. So I think he should. It's going to happen. Yeah. Well, good for him. That's I fantastic. love this. If this dude had any personality, he would have been such a superstar. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? He just had that Minnesota personality. He he had like a his whole personality was like. Ah, uh, yeah, guys, there's Pepsi's in the cooler. Help yourself. <laughs> that's pretty like, good. That's pretty much who he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do have one thing for his personality, though. So I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the story, and I don't want to. I don't want to slander Joe. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to give you what I do know. All right. Um, you know, friend of the pod, Scott Jesser. Yep. Friend of mine, good friend Great of mine, guy. lifetime friend of mine, lives out in Venice Beach, California. With his uh, new wife, Living Whitney. Living it up. Congrats. Love them. So, Scott used to live here, and he worked at the YMCA. And I don't know who, but he had a coworker at the YMCA who was, like, a girl who was cute or something. And she was, I think, a few years older. And she got partying with the Minnesota Twins at a hotel. And I don't know who the girl is, so I can't. Okay. I, we don't. We wouldn't say her name. Wouldn't say if her you name, did. but don't know her. But, but she, yeah, <laughs> she, she's at a hotel partying with the twins. Okay, Joe Maurer is like not twenty-one yet, and he is like drunk out of his mind, running around the hotel, um, in his like boxers, with, um, panties on his head, like running around the halls, like acting a fool, at. At this hotel, Joe Maurer. So yeah, he did party. He was a wild guy, I guess. You he know? just knew how to how to present himself. We just never. Got I to thought see all that he stuff. drank was milk. Yeah, we thought I assumed he was just that drinking. was the wrong partnership. It was the only one he seemed to be able to get. Lando Lake's milk. It was like yeah. maybe it was his like his family with the car dealerships. Yes, was like no. The only thing you can market is our car dealership. Car dealerships and milk. And yeah. milk. He was not Kemp's upset, milk. but there you go. He was running around in his underwear in the halls of, of uh, hotels with the twins, partying it up. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad, It seems too. like he really got it all. Yes. He got to, <laughs> he got to do all the dumb <laughs> shit that I did, yeah. but somehow make it it's become a millionaire be a and fame, be a Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame wow. player. And I, I have to be Some honest guys with you, have it all. I did not think that Maurer was going to make the Hall of Fame. I didn't think so either, I thought, but maybe we just almost have too much bias here that we think... Nobody respects us. Nobody thinks about our, our market. Anybody that we love from our market, probably nationally, nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah. Somebody said that recently about Ant. They were like, no, this is a guy that people, he's not on Ant people's radar yet because he's in Minnesota. And everybody on the broadcast was like, 
no, he's a huge star and he yeah. just has a new shoe and it's like, yeah. yeah. But he, I think we do feel that sometimes way. the men, yeah. And I think like, I think like Joe, we watched his career fade because he had bilateral leg weakness. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I mean, he had a lot of bouts of that and he had a lot yeah. of weird injuries and like he just couldn't bouts stay healthy as panty head again. Yeah. And... As he, <laughs> as he couldn't stay healthy down the stretch of his career, but he did have the MVP year yeah. where he was just absolutely the best hitter in baseball. And you had Maurer and Morneau, you know, Those you had fun times. You had uh, Johan Santana and Francisco Liriano and Eddie Gordado and like all those fun guys. Those teams were really great. And so to me, this would be awesome. It's not official yet, but we're hoping Joe gets across the line. So it brings me to my final question for you. Okay. And that is who are some Minnesota athletes who could possibly make the Hall of Fame? The current, the- current ones. I think it's a hard. Well, I mean, JJ, I think is already on track. Yes. Um, Ant is on track. Is you know, and these are like, how do you do this early, right? You just have to compare their first year, two years, three years, yes, to the greats. I think, and Ant is doing things that only LeBron and you know whomever Magic Johnson did. You're like, okay, that's on track. Yeah. Um, and JJ is doing the same thing. Yes. And Kaprizov is doing similar, no, similar. I don't things. think so. I would have thought so. I would have thought so too now last I'm, year. Now I'm kind of like, nice. he's just a Russian kid. He's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have, but um, yeah, which is too bad. So um, I'm going to give you some other names of possibilities that I can think of on the twins right now. I don't think anyone Sonny gray. He's off the team. Oh yeah. It wouldn't be him anyways. I don't think anyone. Okay. I, I don't think anyone is even in the conversation right now. Not, not right now. Um, no, I mean, wild. Okay. I don't think, and oh, obviously, Flurry. what about Correa? Correa someday. Not that he's even going to be here forever. I mean, we're going to be a small blip in his story of I his don't career. Think so. I think. I think his knee. I think his like ankle is so bad that we were the only team that was willing to pay him. Yeah. I mean, he tried to sign with two. He tried to sign with the Giants <laughs> and the Mets, and he failed both the medicals. Then he was like, "I've always loved you, Minnesota." <laughs> I think he's – I wouldn't have thought of him. But now that you say that, I think he's a maybe. As far as the Twins, if they have somebody to put forward. Yeah, that's a good That's a good take. Yeah, I think Correa is by far the closest guy. Um, okay. Uh, on the wild, I mean, Flurry is an automatic Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's not going to be a wild He's not going to retire as a – yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to – We're a piece you know, of his we're, we're a piece of the journey, but he yep. is, this is not – this was just the end of Although his Although we would probably try to retire his jersey. We we probably think a lot more of him <laughs> than he thinks of us. Um, okay. Uh, I think that's probably it. Juan the Wild right okay. now. I mean, who knows? Some of them. You can't it's a younger it. team, and that's great. But yeah. Okay. Um, on the Timberwolves, I would say Ant. And I would say Gobert. Ooh. Gobert. Gobert is, is probably having a... a, a his career has been on that level as far as how many times he's won defensive player of the year. I think you might be right. Um, mm-hmm. I think that he is like, if you look at his stats compared to some people that have made it, uh, they're close. Um, just think, as far as his consistency. Yeah. I think that he's on the edge and trending in the right direction. Certainly. I would say my, my guesses would be ant is the best odds right now. Yeah. I would say Gobert is the second best odds. I'd say the third is Mike Connolly. Okay. And I would say fourth is Towns. So Mike Conley, I just, I mean, he's just, he's been very well respected. He's probably been a top ten point guard for a fucking ton of years. Um, I don't think he's won a, a ship, has he? 
in no. his long career. No. Uh, he played on the Jazz and the Grizzlies, and he's played in a, on a bunch of teams. I I don't know. I don't know if he is or not. Uh, he's just really consistent and just like a really high-end professional, but... Dang, not sure. never mind. I thought he was I what? thought he was better. Oh, like lifetime? I thought he was like I thought he was like getting like all NBA team kind of stuff. Like I thought he was like second or third team all NBA kind of guy. Not really, huh? Do you Just know kind of always on the outside He's of played that. 17 seasons, okay? Yeah. And I'm way wrong, everyone. I'm sorry. I <laughs> thought Mike Connolly was better than he is. Guess He's been in, a big name. In 17 seasons, guess how many All-Star games he went to? Uh just one? Uh-huh. Yeah. One. Yeah. I'm, that's I would have guessed he's just always right, but, but he's been that tenth guy mm-hmm. for seventeen years. He has so. been just barely on the outside looking, and yeah. he's always been good but not great. <laughs> and that's not a Hall of Fame player. So I guess Towns over Connolly. Okay, but I don't think either will make it. No, I think Towns, like if Kevin Love is gonna make it, no, then uh, which you could argue for that, probably not. He was on some championship teams, but yeah. So I don't know. I, I think that's kind of the start and end and of then, the entire. Then, what do we the, get? The Vikings. In the right? Vikings. So, okay. Um, Kirk is no, no way. No, unless uh, he like came back and won two. Yeah, but it's not Super happened. Bowls with he's, us. It, where he's at? No way. Yeah. Um, Jefferson should be yes. Um, there's no one else I can project at this point that's a Hall of Famer on the offense. On the defense, uh, Daniil Hunter is a maybe. Okay. He's his stats he's are going to have to keep it up. Yeah, he's going to have to keep it. He's going to have to play for five or six more good years. Yes. And I don't think that he can, but I think he's he. I think if he has ends up with a pretty good long career, he's a maybe kind of guy. Who's a, like a comp for him? Like was Warren Sapp getting no. getting sacks? What did he did he do? He was a, he played inside more than Hunter. Okay. Um. I mean, Jared Allen is better than Hunter, I think. Yeah. And Jared Allen's like a fringe Hall of Famer. But he's in the purple ring of fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ring of honor. <laughs> okay. The, the other one, something. Though, I have one more for you, and I'm passionate about this one. Yeah, let's talk about it. Harrison Smith. Okay. He's a Hall of yeah. Famer. Hitman Harry. Sure. He's an absolute surefire Hall of Famer that I have worries that he won't be. <laughs> the Minnesota bias, you can't even see past it. You don't even know. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think he's like, I think he's like the same player as Troy Polamalu, if you remember him. Yeah, he still has, uh, you know, he still to this day has uh, commercials, even though he's been retired for years. Head and shoulders commercials. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's see. Makes sense for him. That's a great Games. partnership between Harrison Smith, Troy entity Pal- yeah. and brand. I mean, Troy Polamalu played uh, eighteen less games than Harrison Smith. Um, Harrison Smith has more so interceptions. Yeah. Okay. Two more interceptions. Um, he has uh, one more interception return for a touchdown, four to three. Okay. He has seven and a half more sacks. Uh, Palomalu has uh, two more forced fumbles, but Harrison Smith has reco- uh, has more fumble recoveries. Um, the big difference is... Uh, Tackles. Um, defensive player of the year, Palomalu had one, and Harrison Smith never has. Okay. Uh, Palomalu has been an all-pro six times, Harrison Smith just twice. And Pro Bowl eight to six um, for Palomalo. So he he got a lot more plaudits and he got more awards. But, but they the were playing stats, the same game. But they were playing. They have the same stats. If, if not, Harrison Smith's being better. Um, and then even beyond that, I think I can find uh, tackles one. Maybe I can't. Um, but yeah, I I don't. To me, I don't think that uh, 
it should be any question if he's a Hall of Famer, but I do think it's going to be like neck and neck. And do you think that there. he is going to even play next year, or do you think he'll retire in the offseason? He said something like, if Flores stays, I'll stay. If he goes, I'm not going to start a whole new scheme, and I'm just going to retire, or what? I think that um, he's going to retire. Okay. I do. So then we'll see. So here it is. Uh, this is... Um, from a few years ago, okay, through the first 114 games, um, Troy Polamalu had 571 tackles, Harrison Smith 659. Wow. Um, 27 picks for Troy Polamalu, 23 for for Harrison Smith. Nine sacks for Polamalu, 13 for, for Harrison Smith. They're the same player. Yeah. Smith's going to have played longer. He's going to have better stats. For bigger A lot markets, more tackles. Yeah. And I just think, like, you know, he's a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. He should be up for all decade team, and he's one of the greatest Vikings ever. Yeah. But the guy never says anything. Which he just puts love. his head down. He's just. A I little... love. You know why? Because when football players make statements, I almost always like them less. He's he's <laughs> just an absolute lunch pail guy, yeah. though. And like I, I just think it's hard in sports where you have to market yourself. You do. Like yeah. There's a reason that guys are loud in sports there's a reason that guys wear crazy outfits there's a reason that you know the only way to get noticed the only way to make every pro bowl and all-star team the only way to be on commercials and get your own shoes and to get you know all this stuff is to have a big personality yep and so i think it can compensate for a lot it really can it can compensate for you know a down year too like you're not always going to be have the best game but if you've already solidified yourself as a just a celebrity and an entity I mean, what's a not that exciting position in football? Um, tight end. Not yeah. that exciting of a position. I mean, don't I know people will be like, yeah, there's great tight ends. I'm sorry. There's more there's more quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers that make exciting plays than tight ends. But two of the people who are on the most commercials, Travis Kelsey and Gronk. Right. Gronk's retired. Travis Kelsey's about to be retired. He'll probably play one more year. And they're on every commercial, those two guys. Yep. Because they have big fun personalities. And that's like that, so, so you think that that helped Palomalu where it has not helped Smith? Absolutely, yes. Smith. Smith may be worse at that part of the game than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's coming in wearing like polo shirts. And he stuff. did. Like, he did make my. He made Billy cry. Remember when when Mac was was preemie? I told you the story, right? And no. so we we brought Billy to go meet all the like players would come in and feel bad for these sick kids and families, right? Yeah. So we're like, hell yeah. So we got we met Harrison Smith and we had Billy in his like Viking shirt and Harrison Smith or we like yeah just go ahead and sign it and Billy's like screaming and clinging on to me and I'm like just and and Harrison Smith's just like no I, I feel bad I feel bad man I can't do it <laughs> I'm like all right sign this hat thanks but yeah was not having it Billy was not having it I love that yeah so he should be as well he has to be I'm um, a fan. in my opinion but I don't think we have lots of Hall of Fame guys in Minnesota right now yeah well a couple exciting ones though okay well that is it that's all the time we have on this episode of the nordies podcast thanks for hanging out with us here uh, we'll be back with uh, a little preview of what's to come in 2024 in our second uh, podcast this week so make sure you're there and ready for that until then thanks for hanging out with your best friends here at the nordies podcast <laughs>